Catholic Charities After Supper Visions program offers guests of our Tuesday night supper the opportunity to learn the art of photography. These talented guests who are often experiencing homelessness are offered disposable digital cameras and they work with volunteer professional photographers to learn the basics of taking photos. Then the artists go out and capture images on film of anything they find to be beautiful or interesting in the world. Their photos are amazing. Visit AfterSupperVisions.com to learn more about the artists and their artwork. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn too. At After Supper Visions, we are developing film, talent, and hope. It has been inspiring to see how individuals, families, and communities have found ways to help one another throughout 2020. At Catholic Charities, we usually have 35 to 40 events a year where we gather and enjoy time together in support of important programs and services while raising critical funds that allow us to respond to the growing number of people who are in need of the most basic necessities in life. Many of our events are now virtual. If you would like to be a sponsor for one of these events, please call 312-948-6864. That's 312-948-6864. Also, visit us at catholiccharities.net slash events and follow us on social media too. We so look forward to when we can resume our events in person and reconnect with our friends and partners throughout Chicagoland. For now, please consider donating to Catholic Charities so our vital work can continue. Thousands of people in Chicago count on Catholic Charities every day. Please help us help them today. Learn more at catholiccharities.net. You're listening to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ 750 AM. Every Monday through Friday from 8 AM to 9 AM, the Archdiocese of Chicago presents programming about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Thanks for letting us be part of your morning. Now again, Catholic Chicago. Live, a program focused on promoting a spirit of mission among the people of God in the Archdiocese of Chicago. My name is Megan Mio. I'm coordinator in the mission office, and our engineer this morning is Vince. You're listening to WNDZ 750 AM, and we hope you'll join us every third Thursday of the month from 830 to 9 AM. So this month, we are trying something new as I have a guest with me on the phone, and I have recordings from an earlier interview with another guest that I'll be sharing with you uh, periodically today on the show. So I have with me by phone uh, Kathy Douglas, who is co-founder of the U.S.-based Guardians of the Visitation. This is an association of lay members who proclaim the charism of Mary's visitation to her cousin Elizabeth, and they live out the spirit of the Magnificat. So, uh, and Kathy lives close by here in Glen Ellen, so um, welcome, Kathy. Well, thank you so much. I'm so delighted to, to be with you this morning. <laughs> awesome. It's great. Um, now, it's important to note, too, um, that Kathy, of course, co-founder of Guardians of the Visitation, 
The Guardians were also inspired by the mission and ministry of the Sisters, Servants of the Visitation. And the U.S. Guardians collaborate and support the work of this international women's religious congregation dedicated to quick and attentive service of charity. And so um, through Kathy's help, actually, we also have with us, in a way, Sister Ruby Arellano, who is the local superior of the Sisters, Servants of the Visitation community in Borongan City on the island of Samar in the Philippines. Uh, uh, Sister Ruby, of course, is a friend of Kathy's as well. So um, <clears throat> unfortunately, with the time difference, um, I had to wake up pretty early to talk to Sister Ruby uh, at a time that was convenient for the two of us. Um, but it was impossible to have her here live. So instead, I've recorded some messages from Sister Ruby uh, from a conversation I had with her recently. And I'll play that uh, throughout our, our interview. So Kathy, yeah. you know Sister Ruby well. So tell us how you came to know her and your first impressions of the sisters. Well, you know, Sister Ruby, uh, I met her as a missioner with the Diocese of Joliet. I was on mission uh, at Outreach Missions in Eastern Samar. Mm -hmm. And this was in 2016. I just happened to meet her at Mass. And uh, we would have a daily Mass at the local hospital. Uh, I turned, there was this little little lady next to me, and I introduced myself, and, it, you know, I asked her um, about her congregation and, uh, and what their, uh, where they live and what they do, and, uh, and she was so gracious and invited me to come and visit uh, mm -hmm. their home, uh, Ein Karam Children's Home, and they ran, um, operated an orphanage there, mm -hmm. and outreach in the community, and I happily went off when I had a little free time. And from there, our relationship grew. Uh, at that first meeting in 2016, it was just simply lunch and visiting with the children. Mm -hmm. I returned. I made a promise I would return to her and visit next the following year, and I did. I followed up. And from that, we um, a collaboration grew. I'm an artist, mm -hmm. and there was some... Uh, she had some ideas for the children and some ideas for uh, Ein Karam. Mm -hmm. uh, and some projects maybe that we could work on, and that all came about over the years. So we had began this collaboration mm -hmm. uh, through mission, and uh, and then in 2019, mm -hmm. um, I kind of I got a, a kind of a, a email out of the blue from another missioner mm -hmm. uh, who suggested that uh, we start a nonprofit to help the sisters bring their charism to the United States. There was, yeah, many, many, many conversations in between. But hmm. and now you said that you collaborated. I know at least of one project. We just say a few words about it. Um, the wall is a wall of hope that you worked on with the students. With the yes, children? yeah, and the children. Uh, so when part of you know recovering from the super uh, typhoon Haiyan, um, part of the property had been damaged, demolished, and hmm. and they were in the process of rebuilding. Our first project we collaborated on was uh, in the playground. Mm -hmm. We created a mural, and uh, the, all the missionaries from Joliet, the pe local people, the children there, the sisters, the youth group, all participated in that project of, of painting the walls of the playground. Uh, the following year, I, I uh, had a, a, just a restless heart, and I, I just uh, emailed Sister Ruby. I said, Sister, do you have another project for me? And she sent a a picture of this long white wall 
that had just been refurbished uh, on a piece of the property. And she says, yes, please come help us paint this wall. So the Wall of Hope was that project, and that was in 2018. Uh, and uh, and that was truly an am amazing project because over 40 children worked on it. Mm -hmm. And it was children from the community, um, the youth center, children just in the neighborhood would come every day and paint. Uh, and it was uh, something, it, it took us, gosh, about four weeks to finish it. Wow. But it was a wonderful project, yes. Yeah, but that's a true collaboration then. Um, that you you know you brought some ideas, but then the children all contributed, and it was really um, yeah. Sister Ruby identified this is a place where we can really bring about some hope and some joy and color yeah. into the lives of the of the community there. Yes, and children encounter God through art. You know, they yeah. can have a, um, right. a time of encounter. Yeah, that's very powerful. Well, I think maybe now is a good time so that we can hear from Sister Ruby herself as well and learn a little bit more about the Sisters service, Servants of the Visitation and their work in the Philippines. So I'm going to play this recording. I hope uh, it'll all come out clearly. <laughs> Here goes nothing. Sure. Good day, everyone. I am Sister Ruby Arellano, the local superior of the community of uh, Borongan Eastern Summer Philippines of the Sister Servants of the Visitation. Our congregation is a religious sisters international and young congregation. We were founded only 42 years ago. We dedicated our life in serving joyfully the very poor and most vulnerable and forgotten areas of our world on five continents. We wish to bring the smile of Jesus to the world. Our charism is to renew the visit of the Lord to the humanity, following the footsteps of Mary. Our congregation was founded last uh, June 29, 1978. Okay, so she's talking about the, uh, the charism uh, to, to, to bring the, sm the smile of God to the world. Now I have a second clip here I'm going to play as well. Okay, it's now ready. So here goes. Okay. I want to share to you our mission here in Burongan. As of now, we are, we are 10 sisters in which uh, some sister came from Africa, Madagascar, Nairobi, and Cameroon. And we are five Filipino sisters. And our mission here in uh, Borongan Eastern Summer is we are taking care of uh, the most vulnerable and most needy children. We have uh, a house for the kids. We called it uh, Ain Karin Children's Home. In this uh, in Karim Children's Home, we, uh, we are doing our ministry to serve the most vulnerable children, children who are orphaned, children who are uh, malnourished, children that abandoned, and some have their crisis in their home. And some were neglected. Okay. So, yeah, she's 
just trying to give us an idea of the children, the, the situations that some of those children that she works with are in. Uh, and you can hear her her enthusiasm and her, her love for their ministry. I'm sure, uh, Kathy, you know, upon meeting her, um, that's what drew you in. <laughs> well, yes, you asked me, you know, what my first impressions were. And yeah. I have to say it's their hospitality and that smile. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's very, very infectious. And, you know, when you, you know, when you visit someone, you go to lunch, and you have a wonderful day. But when I live with the sisters um, in 2017-18, you know, you're with them, and you realize this is such a beautiful family. Um, their love for the children, their care for them as individuals, uh, their uh, investment in their flourishing is, is you know, individual children of God with their weaknesses and their strengths and um, just the the love that they're given. And, you know, some of the children are there for a short term because there's a crisis in the home. And the ideal for the sisters believe that children will flourish best with their parents. So the goal is always to return the child to the home if the crisis can be resolved. And other children will be with them um, through their, uh, till they reach adulthood. Um, mm-hmm. But in all of that, it is this wonderful rhythm of, of a family, mm-hmm. of, of prayer and work and always recreation, always fun. Uh, so, yes, it's uh, a very special place on Carm. Yeah. And she mentioned the, the renewal of visitation. You know, this is the Mary and Elizabeth, both pregnant, uh, joyful, um, you know, uh, you know, women meet yeah. one another, caregivers, you know, looking forward to the birth of their children, you know, that really speaks to, to the mission and the ministry of these uh, sisters and the, the work they do with children. Well, and the, the idea to be attentive and available, mm-hmm. to be um, in, in very simple ways. And, and Sister Ruby would tell you, well, well, Mary went to visit her cousin. What did she do? Mm-hmm. Well, she just did the housework and tended the fire and, right. and cared for the home and and that's the sisters within the community, but also in their outreach. They are very much in the lives of the people in their community, in their joys and in their sorrows. Mm-hmm. And they're very present to, um, especially the very um, nearby village of, of Katian. Right, um, right. And the children there, they uh, take care of their catechesis and uh, the spiritual life of the village. Yeah, yeah. Just sort of summarize, the sisters have the Ayin Karim Children's Home, and that's for those kids that need that, the, uh, you know, regular care, you know, daily care. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they also work with families out in the community, and they also visit the hospitals as well, I understand. Yeah. Um, so they're, they're very busy sisters. Well, it's time for our break, but we'll talk a little bit more when we come back about uh, how you founded the Guardians of the Visitation. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Charity staff members work every day to end poverty and homelessness. We do this on a one-to-one basis with anyone who asks for help. We also work with organizations who study these issues across our city, state, and nation. 
the Wilson Sheehan Lab for Economic Opportunities, or LEO, at the University of Notre Dame is one of these research centers. Through our partnership with LEO, Catholic Charities has gained valuable insights into scientific evaluation methods that determine the most effective interventions to help people avoid poverty and homelessness. Along with our experience and compassion, trusted research is helping Catholic Charities offer hope and so much more to anyone in need. For more information, visit catholiccharities.net. We invite you to watch Catholic Chicago this weekend, featuring a conversation with Cardinal Blaise Supich and video highlights from across the archdiocese. Here's host Todd Williamson. Catholic churches respond as the need to feed the hungry surges in the COVID-19 pandemic. Pope Francis's new encyclical and the call for mutual respect for all cultures. And a local priest ready to run even when the Chicago Marathon is canceled. Watch Catholic Chicago Friday at 7 p.m. on Chicago Loop Cable, Channel 25, and Sunday afternoon at 3 on the Comcast Network, Channel 100. Catholic Charities Divine Affair home tasting parties are going virtual. This year marks the 20th anniversary of Divine Affair, the elegant wine tasting event that benefits our self-sufficiency programs. Low-income single parents with dependent children are trying to break the cycle of welfare and poverty. Today, the need is greater than ever as the COVID-19 pandemic has left thousands of newly struggling families in need of immediate assistance. You can easily coordinate a virtual wine tasting and help Catholic Charities at the same time. Each guest will enjoy a sample wine kit that includes wine and a guide, all courtesy of Lewis Glenn's Wines. You can gather your friends and family for this fun event or incorporate a celebration for a birthday, anniversary, or engagement at the same time. To learn more about a virtual home tasting party and how you and your guests can win fabulous raffle prizes, call today at 773-756-6937. That's 773-756-6937. Cheers! Welcome back to Mission Matters Live. If you're just tuning in, I am Megan Mio, coordinator for the Mission Office, and you're listening to WNDZ 750 AM. I'm speaking with Kathy Douglas, a laywoman who has co-founded the Guardians of the Visitation, which collaborates and supports the ministries of the Sisters, Servants of the Visitation. And before the break, um, we heard a little bit about how you first met Sister Ruby, Kathy, and um, you learned a little bit more about what the sisters were doing in the Philippines. And we heard a few words, actually, from Sister Ruby that were recorded earlier um, uh, when I interviewed her uh, previously. Um, But I'd like to talk a little bit more now about um, your work to found and and, um, expand the work of the guardians of the visitation. Um, here in the mission office, we call you a, a U.S. contact, somebody like yourself who's based here and does all that legwork uh, to make connections. And And it's no small task to found uh, a charity, to be honest. And I'm sure you know that. Uh, there's a lot of legal, financial, all kinds of stuff that goes with it. So if you could just tell us a little bit more, um, how did you come to, to found the Guardians? And then if you could just tell us a little more about what you've been able to accomplish since you first founded it. 
Well, after uh, I returned from Barangan in 2019, mm -hmm. actually before I went, I, I had received a, um, an email, as I had mentioned earlier, mm -hmm. from another missioner who suggested that we start a, a 501c3 in support of the sisters, and also that, that through the Diocese of Buffalo, which this missioner was from, that he, um, uh, she had received an invitation to participate in their MCP program. So mm -hmm. as you know, that it's necessary to have a 501c3 in the United States to participate in these programs. And uh, I hesitate. I didn't really hesitate, but I said, I will, uh, I'm, I'm visiting sister. I will discuss it. When I got there, I realized that, oh, the Guardians of the Visitation isn't something I need to create. It actually exists in Madagascar. It actually exists in Italy. Mm -hmm. it, it actually has um, statutes. This is something I just need to bring to the United States, and there's always the business aspect of it. But in terms of um, the statutes, they, they, they were already there, and yeah, um, I believe have papal approval. So. Yeah, so you're just expanding into expanding. the United States, right? True, yes, yes, that is the... And then in terms of what we've been able to accomplish, we actually had our first meeting, all of us together, in August of 2019. And mm -hmm. at that time, we identified, we said, Sister, what is the greatest need at this time? Mm -hmm. um, how can we help here from the United States? Mm -hmm. And we identified that they needed a van, and we, we, we were okay. able to fund that. We were able to um, pull together a fundraiser. And in last February, when I returned, to, we were able to purchase a van um, for the children and the sisters. Uh, at, what they had was so broken down and so old and so mm -hmm. decrepit, um, mm -hmm. and that was such a great joy that we were, uh, as as our first project, um, we, I, when I was there, we were able to go and purchase a transport van for the children. Awesome. It was uh, it was very cool, <laughs> such a cool it. experience to go, you know, to to have this vision and then have it come to fruition. Mm -hmm. And then when I came home, of course, then COVID came, mm -hmm. and and sister had received an invitation from the archdiocese to participate in the MCP mm -hmm. 2020, mm -hmm. uh, which became a virtual event, mm -hmm. and that was a new challenge. It was a wonderful challenge because we ended up making a video, <laughs> which right. is something I never thought we would, you know, do, but it was it was lots of fun, and we yeah. we managed. <laughs> yeah, well, and I should just put a plug in there. Um, I'll, I'll mention it again later, but guardiansofthevisitation.org, you can see more than one um, beautiful video um, showing the sisters and the children and and the work um, that, that the guardians are supporting. So, yeah, well, that, Thank you. you did a great job. <laughs> uh, of course, that's our office that organized the mission appeals, and, and I yeah. think, yeah, you responded very well. And, again, that's the work of the U.S. contact is to um, make those connections, but then also, yeah, uh, you learn new skills you never knew that you would need to learn. Never um. had an, a, a clue that God would ask me to learn. Now you have to edit videos. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, so now I would like to hear from Sister Ruby one more time. Um, she shared with me when I talked with her a, a number of stories um, of children who have come to the mm. sisters in Borongan. Um, just noting that the community generally, you know, struggles with poverty, and they're also dealing with frequent crises uh, due to the typhoons and just yeah. lack of education and health resources. Um, she told me a story of, of these twin babies who had suffered terribly due to the typhoon having damaged their home, and 
she, you know, basically described them. They, they came to the sisters dying, she said, these twins, these babies. Mm. And that um, with God's grace, you know, and the care of the sisters, they have survived and they have grown. And, um, you know, oftentimes, you said, the parents just cannot care for the children for, for any number of those reasons already mentioned. Um, and that the sisters provide that safe home and, and family and care uh, that the children's need. Well, certainly all of these ideas of, of home and family um, and the visitation itself, you know, tie in well with Advent and Christmas. So I asked her what Advent and Christmas mean to her, and I have a little clip here I'd like to share of her response. So here it is. of Advent, especially in our time now, there are a lot of challenging. There's a lot of uh, waiting, waiting that the COVID will pass, waiting that the vaccine of this virus will arrive, hoping also waiting also for the bitter life of every children especially now in this moment is so very challenging in preparing the birth of Jesus in my experience as what I am experiencing in these days, many of our children are really sick and we have even one in, in the hospital. And I think it is so, uh, so serious. I think, and I, I am waiting also for the result no, for of all his uh, checkup. No, he is a four years, four years old boy. And it is also like, uh, like Jesus, no, there are uh, in preparing to receive him to welcome him, to, to celebrate this um, great day of his birthday on Christmas. I am hoping also that our child will be uh, got better and she will be, he will be healed. In, in our lives as a religious, in uh, Advent, uh, it's just an, uh, because we have to wait, no? But we think that is uh, with action, we think that is going to arrive to our destination. Like uh, the waiting of the birth of Jesus. So, I mean, 
she had some very profound things to share uh, in our, our interview, um, among other things, you know, that, that scripture passage of uh, whatever you did for the least of my brothers or sisters, you did for me from the Gospel of Matthew. Just I, She must have shared it at one point, but it, it kept coming back to mind in our, our interview most recently um, that, that this is really what the sisters are about and what the guardians are about, um, caring for those um, most vulnerable, those the least, you know, quote unquote, of this world, the least, um, and caring for Christ in doing so. And, and that's really... Um, that's what Advent and Christmas call us to do as well. Um, we just have a, a one minute left. Um, so, Kathy, I'd ask you the same question. Um, just looking at your work with the Guardians and the events of 2020, you said, you know, so many things have changed um, and there have been so many um, challenges and, and losses. What did Advent and Christmas mean to you this year? Well, it's always a time of introspection for me and a quiet. And I hear that, the strain in Sister's voice as she's, Mm-hmm. Worried about, and I can I can report just that that the that the little boy has come back, and his um, he'll he'll see a specialist, but is happily oh. back with um, with the sisters um, after a very long stay in the hospital. Mm-hmm. But um, but for me, it's 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 hope. It's hope. I've seen so much hope this year, and so many people um, reaching out in so many ways, uh, just in my local community. And I'm That's I'm wonderful. very hopeful. Awesome. Um, yeah. Well, we're out of time, I'm afraid. But I, again, say guardiansofthevisitation.org to learn more or look for them on Facebook. Thank you so much for spending time with me this morning. Sure, Kathy. Thank you again. <laughs> Great Thanks for listening. And remember, always be on mission. Yes. Blessed Advent.